Welcome everybody to the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Asterios Kogados. With us as always is Sarantia. Hello. We didn't realize the connection and it's our fault. We're sorry and it's our fault. We didn't realize how similar Naruto Vapes is to Garfield Eats. You're right. You're totally right. But they're similar, but so different. They're so close, yet so far away. They're the anti-hero, and it's like two two men. You know how... Chuck and Jimmy from Better Call Saul. It's like one took the path. It's like what would have happened if Jimmy had just been accepted by his brother and went down that clean path and stayed straight and we'll never know. But this is we're seeing in real time what happens when man children obsessed with cartoons somehow get their money on enough uh, capital or get their hands on enough capital to open a store. They're both renting. A, they're both like renting real estate in very expensive cities similarity number one yes i have no idea how much it costs to rent commercial real estate it might be like five hundred dollars it might be ten thousand dollars i don't know i'm gonna guess i think i've seen storefronts listed around where we are for like 1500 a month really yeah but what about like the power and the business license and oh beats the, the shit out of me inspectors and the thing and it's like i don't know seems like a lot of work i bet to open a store yeah i don't even know what i would do if i opened i mean what am i an expert in i'm an expert in weed that's what they tell me at marijuana anonymous meetings. That I have an expertise in drug addiction. I would. I think I would just open Snoopy vapes. I mean, that'd be good. I would trust you to open a vape store. You know why? First of all, because I feel like you've done enough. You've done your time in there. the advertising minds yes. that you could do something like you could create the next dumb Starbucks. Like you could find a way to skirt copyright laws just so, or like you create your own Nath field, like a steer a Snoop or something and it's Snoop Dogg plus Snoopy. And you're clearly profiting off of it, but also like the money's going to charity and you also, if you donate $500 to the vape Snoop fund, you also get like free weed or something. I have to say the fact, fact that you've immediately complicated my premise of Snoopy Vapes by adding Snoop Dogg, a charitable element. This is now we're on the Masri side of the business spectrum. I want to start small. Snoopy Vapes. Snoop Dogg's there. Also, it's a private detective agency, so it's like Snoops. Oh, like, okay. That's how we get away with the copyright thing. We're like, we're not selling weed here. We're selling private detective services. <gasps> we're selling honor. information <laughs> the most on how to get weed. The most valuable item, information. <laughs> All right, Snoopy Vapes. You remember those Snoopy snow cone makers with like the house? Yeah, I had one of those. The one that made the terrible noises and somehow didn't do anything. It was just like plastic grinding against plastic. Like I imagine what happens when uh, Mm -hmm. your ligament wears out. What's it called? You know, the stuff that lubricates your joint after a while. It's just bone on bone. It's like crack, 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 crack. Uh, I don't know what it is, but after that wears down, I imagine that's what's going on inside of a Snoopy uh, ice cone maker. Is There's no blade. There's no nothing. It's just plastic on plastic. Crack, crack, crack. <laughs> just hurting itself. Now, this is so interesting. This is interesting for reasons you have no idea about. This is a generation gap issue, folks. Oh, yay. Generation gap issue. Your Snoopy snow cone makers, it sounded like, did not work at all. My Snoopy snow cone maker in the 80s had an incredibly dangerous series of blades inside. And if you put your finger in it and you turn the crank, you would make spaghetti out of your skin. Oh my God. You know what? You saying that has just opened up like the dots have connected in front of me. Kids' toys are getting shittier. What? Every generation. Hear me out. Here, not, let I, me I'm tell you why. Because we're talking about okay, toys. So you're talking about the Snoopy snow cone maker. It sounds like you'd had a blade in it. It had a, a shitload of blades. Well, let me tell you. It was Freddy Krueger's goddamn fist was in that thing. Yeah, like he could actually shave ice yeah, like it yeah. advertises. 
is. Yeah. So let me tell you, the Snoopy Ice Cone Maker that I had, my generation had, absolutely no blades in it. I swear to fucking God. Me and my brother, I know that for a fact because me and my brother cracked one open. And what it was like shaving the ice with was like a fork, like a plastic shaped like about as sharp as a fork would be. Like no kid is hurting themselves on that shit. It was a piece of garbage. And then, however, however, when I was a kid, I remember my favorite toy. One of my favorite toys was my Easy Bake Oven. Yes. And let me tell you, my Easy Bake Oven functioned basically like a toaster oven. <laughs> like, I don't even know uh, if you guys remember this, but in the 90s, I don't remember how hot it got exactly. But no, I remember toasting that thing up like you mix together the little powder in the water, stick that shit in there turn crank it heats up it gets legitimately hot like hot where if you stuck your hand in it you'd burn yourself and then it auto shut off after a certain amount of time you want to explain what our goddamn knees is easy bake oven hell shit is like i was so confused by it so i'm watching the nieces the other day and they're like oh let's make cupcakes in our easy bake oven and i'm like i can't wait to see what they Fucked up. I can't wait to see how they fucked up Easy Bake Ovens for Gen Z or whatever. Whatever my nieces are like, Gen Triples. I don't know. They're four years old. They probably don't have a generation name yet. I'm like, is it going to have an app or something? Like, what the fuck's it going to do? And I got so frustrated with my niece's inability to focus on mixing the ingredients and flour. I really didn't make it to the stove part. I was like, I got to take a break. You guys are not. I'm trying so hard to help you mix this thing. And they, I'm like, we have to wash our hands first. And then one of them just puts her hands in the garbage and goes, done. <laughs> and it's like, that's not... Do you think she did that on purpose to mock her uncle? I think she did. I think she thinks it's funny when you get uh, upset because you make funny faces. I get very easily frustrated <laughs> with children. I just want them to focus and pay attention and do things correctly. So, okay, but it sounds like you took a look at the oven that they have. Tell, tell the listeners about the 2023 Easy Bake Oven. Well, let me tell you, it doesn't just like crank and go. Okay. I no, just know that you failed to use it. It doesn't crank and go. It's got like a teeny conveyor belt in it. Like a teeny tiny conveyor belt. Oh, and it's only hot for like a couple of seconds yes. as you run the food through? It, yeah, it's like a heating lamp that you would use to like keep french fries warm. So the way current day Easy Bake Ovens work is the oven doesn't actually bake anything. If you mixed up all that shit and just left it out at room temperature, it would turn into cupcakes. The light is just for show. <laughs> it's like, it's literally, it's like a little nightlight in there. It's not hot at all to the touch. So you put it in one side and it like slowly goes through and then it slowly comes out the other side and kids are fooled. I like it better because my generation's Easy Bake Oven burnt down so many houses that they took the Easy Bake Oven off the market for a period of years. Ugh. And then I remember when the Easy Bake Ovens were reintroduced, it was a big deal. It was like, they're back. They don't really work anymore. And those must be your Easy Bake Ovens. I don't know. I remember my Easy Bake Oven being good, but maybe I was just being a dumb fucking kid. Going back to the kids, uh, the frustrating kids. Yeah, you got to remember that's pretty much just what age, like one through seven is is just fuck you like you have to just say it's just saying the same thing over and over and over again and then hoping that they listen one of those times i mean i asked one of them like you know because they were like i want lemonade and i was like all right well then drink your lemonade and she went okay then she put her straw in the lemonade and instead of inhaling through the straw she exhaled through the straw creating a cacophony of bubbles and lemonade like mess everywhere and that's do you, is that how you think you should drink a drink yeah Rachel? yeah and they're fucking then you know why they're doing it they're doing it to get a rise out of you and kids these days are too fucking smart they sit on tiktok all there they're, they're like what are you gonna do uncle stereos hit me i'm gonna call dyphus <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah you're gonna make funny faces and what are you gonna do what are you gonna do touch me i dare you I'm smart. I have a f the power of the internet and a phone in my back pocket. Okay, look. 
I agree. Here's the, and this is the problem, okay, with the kid sticking her hand in the garbage, <laughs> with the kid like blowing the very expensive lemonade just all over the table. Like, you know, she's like, oh, I want the Mickey Mouse ice cream. She has a single bite of it. I'm like, oh, that's like $13. I'm going to need you to eat more of that ice cream. I'm going to need you to dig down deep any more <laughs> of that ice cream. The problem is that I know for a fact if I were watching this from an exterior perspective, it would be hysterical. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Here's what all of having a toddler is, okay? Imagine watching this as an exterior, okay? So one time mm -hmm. I had to hand a kid. I was volunteering for some shit at high school. I, I don't remember what it was. We were day babysitting or something. It doesn't matter. So one kid, we were handing out these little bowls of ice cream, right? Mm -hmm. And the bowls of ice cream were in these little, it was at a daycare and they were in little ceramic cups. So I go over and the kid comes over and me and the kid holds out his hand like <laughs> he's receiving fucking communion. And I put the ice cream in it and as I'm putting it in his hands, I can feel that there is not enough weight. He is not providing his hands with enough strength to support the bowl that I'm about to put it in. So I said, hey, uh, grab the bowl, okay? Hold out your hands. And he says, he nods, doesn't say shit, but he's like, yeah, look at me. Like, yeah, I completely understand. So I go and I notice they're a little tenser, but I, as I'm letting the bowl go, I feel them like lowering and I'm like, you got it? Is it too heavy for you? And he's like, I'm like, okay, here you go. And I'm giving it and I feel his hands like grabbing it now and I think he's got it and I give it to him and immediately he holds it for like one second and I see it in slow motion. He just drops it. <laughs> <laughs> and the bowl smashes on the linoleum floor and there's ice cream and syrup everywhere. I warned him fucking two times of stereos. They think they've got it. And they fucking don't. And they don't. The same thing happened with my niece in this Easy Bake Oven. Like, finally, we get the materials mixed and the flour <laughs> in there. And they're all on the little tray. And they're portioned out. And they're these little tiny, like, thumbprint-sized cookies. And my niece is like, oh, okay, I'm going to put it in the oven. And it kind of gets stuck in the oven. And I'm like, oh, uh, let me help you get it out of there. And before I can say anything, she goes... No, I've got it. And she grabs the oven <laughs> and she turns it at a 90 degree angle. And the tray lands on the ground and it bounces and there's fucking chocolate slop everywhere. All over the goddamn place. And I stood up and I put on my jacket and I left. <laughs> I was like, this is... This You're done. Is, your parents need to take you back this now. This is your parents' problem now. And I left... And so later I asked my brother, I'm like, so whatever happened with the, the goo? And he was like, yeah, they just put, the, they took the goo off the ground. They put it back in the tray. <laughs> They made the brownies. I'm like, what? He's like, oh, that shit's expensive. <laughs> we can't just waste this goo. The oven only comes with so much goo. And the thing is, you know, the box is always like, and then you can buy refill packs. Rancho, have you ever in your life gone to a Target and seen the refill packs just sold at retail? No, not in this day and time. Yeah, Maybe got, it's because the Easy Bake Oven sucks shit, so nobody's buying them, so they're not stocking them. Yeah, exactly. You gotta go to Amazon, and you gotta get the retail pack sent to you, and you gotta wait for the... It's like, oh, fucking forget that shit. But anyway, look. Snoopy Vapes, instead of the, the shaved ice house, that would just be a big vaporizer. And you would just put <laughs> your mouth where the ice shaving thing is, and it would, like, blow sick clouds in your mouth, and then... The more you pulled on Snoopy's house, the redder his eyes would get. <laughs> until Snoopy is fucking stoned as hell. You'd have like a Woodstock strain. You'd have like a Lucy taking away the football strain for like when you want to like get fucked up and like kicked in the balls <laughs> by weed. You know, like um. Thank you for specifying by weed, not like by a woman. No, not by. Well, that's a different story. That I think actually, I could probably it could over. be the back if you want. Yeah, look, it's. I mean, I. If you're telling me that retail real estate is this cheap in Brooklyn, sure. 
I like the idea of like Schroeder's piano, but each of the keys is like a little vape. Is like <laughs> a little the keys vape pen. Weed. <laughs> the keys is yeah, exactly. And so it's like there's different there's different strains. There was a strain. All right, so uh, so I had to go back in the city real quick a couple of days ago, right? Where, where I visited my parents, but I had to go back in the city real quick, and I stopped by Naruto Vapes, and <laughs> Mo was like, "Where have you been? Oh my God, where you been? I missed you!" And I immediately started to get paranoid that Mo would think that we were going to a different illegal marijuana shop. Unironically, I'm scared to go back to my first illegal marijuana shop because I haven't been there in months. And I know the first thing out of the guy's mouth is going to be, where have you been? And I know everyone in the audience is thinking to themselves, wait, no, Sriracha, don't get so full of yourself. They probably see thousands of people. They're not going to remember you. No, they will. They will, because I'm weird, no, and I know their names. They'll know, because we've you've had, like, extensive conversations with them. It turns out that the people at the Puffin Brew are, like, from my hometown. Yeah, like, that's we, crazy. We have similar friends. Like, I went to high school with, like, their older brother's friends and stuff. Like, no, I get in, and Mo's like, where have you been? And the first thing I do, of course, is make sure it is Mo. Did uh, you ask? No, but I looked real close <laughs> at the beard. I did, like, the Larry David thing, where, like, you look at the face for too long and i was like okay this is mo and i was like mo i'm so sorry we haven't been here i apologize to him oh what do you say i apo- i don't even smoke this stupid weed i just buy it for my fiance and i was so and i was like i'm so sorry we're visiting my parents i was like oh you know my i my, my cousin is sick so we're like we're out there trying to take care of people um but then and and then also the other thing is like i had i was like parked at a half hour meter and so i had to go so i really quit i was like i was like hey i'm so sorry mo i gotta go do you have those christmas tree bars because my fiance goes crazy for the christmas bar are they bars or are they va- what would you call those they're vape pens the brand is called bang bar okay. which is where you're getting the bar from okay but yes they're called christmas tree sativa and christmas tree indica and they get you real fucked up so if you happen upon if you happen to be in brooklyn you happen upon uh, whatever this illegal weed is yeah highly recommend 10 out of 10 yeah like um I was like, oh, okay. and Mo was like, yeah, we got two left. I grabbed them. I bought them right away. Mo was like, these are great. These will destroy you. And this is Mo saying this. Oh, yeah. Melts your brain, man. Totally. Can you show the camera these vape pens? Because I like the packaging on these yeah. vape pens. Welcome, $15 patrons. Welcome back. And today, for your viewing pleasure, I have a shirt with birds on it. Can you see? Can you see the parakeets? They're Serious? so fucking cute. She's good. How many parakeets are on that shirt? One? A couple dozen? Hundreds of parakeets. Hundreds. It's a printed shirt. I'm into printed collared shirts now and this is our christmas tree sativa this is what it looks like and this is what it looks like when you fucking melt your brain with it it's hot pink and it's covered in little teeny tiny green christmas trees it's so cute and then rancho hits this and i finally understand the phrase it hits different because rancho when she smokes this shit she just goes into space it's like, I'm just like, it's going to take a couple hours for her to get back. We can't make any important decisions about finances, like, for a couple of hours until no. she lands back on planet. Sell all our stocks. Do it now. <laughs> all right. How does it taste? Does it taste like Christmas? Does it taste like a sugar cookie? Does it taste like a minty, like a mint hot chocolate Christmas guy? It hurts my brain, which is how I know it's good. It's like how you know a vape pen is good, in my opinion. is. Do you ever hit like smoke weed and it feels like your brain is kind of melted in, like God kind of took his finger and went like, pew, yeah, like on the it, corner of your brain? Yeah, like in like in a, the baby's soft spot, but it's God, but it's your brain. Right, like when you feel like your brain is physically altered, that's when you can tell you're kind of, you're, you're on the edge of being too fucked up. That's when you're too fucked up to drive, I think. Oh, exactly. Yeah. When, when you can feel a physical sensation in your face or brain, you need to not get near a steering wheel. <laughs> I was so concerned about that exact thing. So I'm in Brooklyn and I've got these two Christmas weed pens full of super duper weed. And I call Rancho before I get in the car and I go, I go, Rancho, I just want to let you know, these weed pens are sold in like sealed foiled packages that are then put in a cardboard box. So if you get them, 
and they're not sealed in the in the foil package, it means I've had a relapse while driving. <laughs> like I've had a relapse while driving in New York City, and I haven't just smoked like baby shit. I've smoked the strongest weed Mo has. I it, I just, I feel these pens calling to me all the time. Yeah, like that's like a an alcoholic not drinking for 10 years and then relapsing and relapsing by just pounding an entire bottle of Rumplemints or yes. something. Like, that's the worst. That's like going zero to 100. If you're going to go, yeah, go big. All right, yeah, so, uh, so I was like, Ranto was my accountability buddy to, to get these goddamn weed pens back in her hand. There's a sativa one, there's an indica one. Oh my God. All right, but look. Speaking of drug addicts, <laughs> no way he'll sue us. Speaking of uh, loopy loos. Speaking of people who do not do drugs, but whose actions may <laughs> lead third parties to be under the impression, if not otherwise informed, that they were using drugs. Nathan Masley. <laughs> Nathan Garfield fucking eats. All right. We, let's real quick do all the similarities and differences. Similarity number one, they got commercial real estate somehow. Similarity number two, it's a cartoon they liked as a kid, plus something that has almost nothing to do with it. I mean, like, look, I know Garfield likes P. Look, it's it's longest house on Laos pockets that if it was a Garfield lasagna restaurant, it would make more sense. Like, you know, and also, I don't know why it's called Garfield Eats, because you're the one who eats the pizza. It should just be called Garfield Pizza. Listen, I think that Nathan's connection to the character is a bit more tenable, but I would say in relation product to character connection, yes. out of five stars, I would give Nathan three and a half and... uh. What do we name that guy? Lewis? Mo? Mo? Yeah. You forgot. You're already this high. You forgot Mo's name. I forgot what we named Mo. Yeah. Who the fuck is Lewis? <laughs> We've been talking about <laughs> Mo this whole time. Anyway, yeah, here's my advertisement for I Bang Bar. If you don't sponsor me, please sponsor me now. Do it now. Anyway, anyways, anyway. what the fuck was they talking? Yeah, I give Nathan Mansory three and a half stars I'm out of give five. Four stars, four because at least pizza is a type of Italian food. Yeah, you know what? I'll bump mine up to four All actually right. in that consideration. I would give Mo one point five stars. I would give Mo five stars. I know Naruto doesn't canonically vape, okay? <laughs> I, I know at no point is Naruto blowing sick clouds. Anime people like weed. I think that's the case. I think like weebs like weed. Because why? Weebs want to stay inside all day. They want to overeat. They just want to watch TV. They don't want to talk to anybody. Marijuana is conducive to all of those things. I don't know. I feel like there's two classes of weed. I feel like there's two classes of anime fans. And one really, really loves weed. And the other ones would never smoke weed. And I are agree. like insulted at the prospect. Yeah. And it's either one or the other. There's no middle ground there. I don't know why. But I just that's just a vibe I get. No, no. I. You know what, actually? No. Because Garfield Eats wins this round because if you like Garfield, you like pizza. If you like anime, you don't necessarily like weed. Because you're right, there's judgmental weebs who look down on marijuana enthusiasts. And also the dub community. And it's like, some of those voice actors are pretty good. Calm the fuck down, okay? I don't know. I look down on those people. I look down on those types of weebs. I don't know why. You look so you're judgmental of judgmental weeds. Yes, I am. Me too. All right, we're giving that we're giving that round to Garfield Eats. Now longevity, Garfield Eats. How long was Garfield Eats around? A couple of months. Half you know a year? what? We can look this up on Wikipedia. <laughs> There's a Wikipedia page for Garfield Eats. Hell yeah, there is, brother. I had no one. Where's my telephone? God damn it. It was founded in 2000. Oh, are we counting? Like, what are we counting as open? Like, it's 2018, Wait. remember? No, 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 you're right. It was founded in 2018, and it opened in Dubai. And then the Toronto, Ontario location closed in November, November 9th, 2020. All right, two years. 
and you do got to give it to the pandemic. I mean, look, I know Nathan wasn't helping with that shitty pizza. There is a lot of shitty food that we just eat once. Like, like you only eat the double down once, but you do eat the double down. Like the KFC Famous Bowl. You're only going to eat it once, but you are going to go there and eat it. The... The the Nikki not Nikki the uh, the what the the offset and Cardi B meal. You're only gonna order that once, but you are gonna order it. Here's something we've never talked about in the show: how susceptible we are to advertising. Oh yeah, especially advertising food products. Like yes. that's the perfect. To me, I think that's the perfect way to indulge in dumb, mindless consumerism. Because listen, all these fucking snacks are exactly the same. Yeah. It's all just corn syrup and processed shit. It's all just whatever Cisco diarrhea out of its corn, of its fucking corntopia. It owns all of the Midwest. Can I interrupt you real fast? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Today at brunch with my mom, you said diarrhea at brunch in front of my mom. You're goddamn right, I did. Why are you talking? <laughs> Do you hear me talking about the drizzling shits in front of your mom at Christmas? Asterios, old people love complaining. Old women love, listen, I just love, if you're a fucking woman if, and you're listening to this podcast and parents hate you, let me tell you what, old people love commiserating. I see people on fucking trad Twitter all the time being like, <laughs> Being like, stop complaining to your parents all the time. After you're an adult, your job is to make your parents happy all the time, blah, blah, blah. No, total bullshit. Parents love complaining. They love complaining about fucking everything. Just go to this grocery store, pick something out, and just close your eyes, throw a dart. Be like, milk, that's too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and I guarantee your mom and mother-in-law will be like, yeah, uh-huh. They love it. They love bitching about that. Did I ever tell you, I once sat down and did some soul searching and I was like, wow, Saranji, you really fucking hate old people. You need to like be, you're, I'm uncomfortable with how much you unironically not a meme hate boomers. So I'm going to make a conscious effort. I'm going to go out of my way to rectify this hatred by being not, I'm going to do it. When I was in high school, I drank tea every day for a month until I liked it. I was like, I'm going to be fucking nice to boomers every fucking day until I like it. And uh, one day how that manifested was I was waiting in line at the post office and it was just like five minutes and the boomer in front of me was like, like she made a noise or something. I was like, oh yeah, it's ridiculous every time I come here. And we stood there and we fucking bitched for like 27 minutes. I'd never seen this woman in my life and she was about 40 years older than me. She had a thick Russian accent. We probably have absolutely nothing else in common, but we both loved bitching about the goddamn post office i'm telling you try it out and bitching about your inner workings now that's old people that's gold mine of bitch material for old people i have to say you've made uh, i apologize i apologize you know what you're absolutely right because my mom did immediately start saying, well, yeah, the water in Bali and the water in Mexico, it will do that. And, the, and that bacteria is in the ice. And when you brush your teeth, that like my mom did start expounding on your thesis that diarrhea, <laughs> a lot of countries give you diarrhea. And let me tell you why, because she goes on cruises. Yes. Because she goes on cruises and I guarantee you, because the old people, they're like super susceptible to disease. Like me, my, my liver has survived the bacterial version of a nuclear holocaust. I can live through anything. Whatever I experienced in Bali, that would fucking kill her. So she's getting like one-tenth a drop of that on some cruise and complaining about it. And she thinks we're on the same level. And I'm like, yes, we're connecting. I'm Look, this is what you're telling me. The next time <laughs> I hang with your mom, I'm going to talk to her about my rock-hard stools. Yeah, no, not for my mom. My mom will think that's gross. It's just like a bunch of golf balls. Like, I hear it. <laughs> I hear it's there's so much splashback that I'm considering like getting one of those super high toilet seats that you get that you give <laughs> the little kids. I need more distance. I might do a thing where I flush the toilet let it fill up a little <laughs> bit and then quickly turn off the pipes because of the um, the sheer amount of splashback I'm getting. <laughs> 
<laughs> I want to. Is your mom going to like this conversation? <laughs> I don't think so. No. Okay. All right. Your mom was into it, though. I agree that my mom. I, and I to agree be fair, with your thesis. To be fair, we started talking about travel. We didn't enter the. I didn't walk in, sit down, and be like, good morning. How's everybody? Man, my diarrhea is just explosive today. No, you look. You're right. I, I, I have to hand it to you. You're absolutely right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. All right, let's get back to let's get back to comparing the two things. One of them sells pizza, one of them sells weed. I think that's a tie because I want both of those things all the time. I was just thinking if only they could work in harmony. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, man, you go, if I got one of those Garfield pizzas with a side of one of these bang Christmas bars, that would actually make his pizza taste better. Oh my God, yeah. I think we should cut everything from Garfield. You know, the chocolate at Garfield Eats was not terrible. So what if we did like a Garfield Eats slash insomnia cookie? Like make Garfield Eats, Garfield's favorite dessert is now chocolate chip cookies. So it's open late and it's sponsored by insomnia cookies. So Nathan doesn't have to do any of the business. So our reverse Midas can't fuck it up too much. Look, I'll simplify it for you. Those chocolates weren't bad. They were shaped like Garfield's face and they were clearly made somewhere else yeah so they just put the weed in those chocolates and just make oh yeah brilliant. Edible garfield edibles brilliant garfield edibles oh my god garfield loves eating edibles edibles eating and when you eat weed you eat more and what do you want to eat lasagna pizza, yes garfield eats yes it makes too much sense okay okay <laughs> squeeze orange juice in your coffee when you're high, it makes sense. No, when you're high, you love to experiment. When, you high, when you're high, you think you're a little scientist. Okay, <laughs> now let's talk about the front man. Mo versus Masri. Oh, charisma. Oh, see, this is where really we really diverge. Yeah, I know. That's, this is the problem. This is the... Because like it really does come down to the face of the company. Mo is the kind of guy that you want to sit and, ha and share a bong with. He's just a, he's a cool guy. And if you run out of things to talk about, it's okay. He's constantly watching Naruto on a TV only he can see behind the counter. Oh, by the way, news about Mo. He's changed his chair behind the counter from a regular chair to a gamer chair. I was going to say, I bet you $50 your sentence ends with the words gamer chair. He brought a gamer chair to work. <laughs> he works in a gamer chair. He's so smart. I love Mo so much. Yeah, he's so funny. And they both are from someplace in the Middle East. Because yes. I did bring Mo a gift at one point, like a like a raven. I gave him a shiny rock, uh, like a polished gemstone. Yeah. And he was like, oh, we have this in my country, too. And I do see him watching shit with uh, Arabic subtitles on. Yeah. So I assume him and Nathan Masri might be from similar countries or similar backgrounds. I think so. Anyways, just one in that corner, but I don't know. I respect the shit out of Mo because Mo is not ever fucking lying when things are going terribly. Like, I do. I want to root for him because he's honest, like with me. Like, uh, we walked in there. I remember after the uh, police fiasco, which fucking, uh, he was goddamn robbed by the city of New York for a sign that literally wasn't fucking hurting anybody. It just said the word Naruto on it. And yeah, no, we went up there and what did he say to you? Like, no, things are real bad. This store might not be worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was just like, yeah, I have no idea how I'm going to make. He was like, I may never financially recover from this. <laughs> uh, yeah, whereas like Nathan would have like gone on Twitter and like tried to make a hashtag like save Naruto vapes like Naruto vapes was robbed and like he would start Nathan would like pick a fight with some city inspector. Oh, dude, he would be tweeting at Justin Trudeau like for yes. years for to, at Justin Trudeau and Viacom and like the police and just demanding he'd be calling the cops every second like and let's turn around. Let's put a Nathan Masri problem on Mo. How would Mo react? Getting locked out. I would imagine if we came up, walked even to Garf or not Garfield, it's Naruto Vapes. And it was locked up one day. We'd be like, oh, most probably busy today. Like maybe he had to take a day off, take a day off. We come uh, back next week. Doors open again. Walk up to Mo. Be like, Mo, what happened? And he'd be like, oh, well, I forgot to pay my bills. <laughs> like, yeah, me and the landlord got in a big fight. I guess, I, guess I, I, I forgot the check. I thought I did it. But yeah, he said I could open and I got to pay him interest now. 
Yeah, no, yeah, like Nathan Mazry has this whole like victim complex thing, whereas Mo is making other people the victim by selling them cool meth pipes. Yeah. Yeah. How on how God Mo? I'm on Team Mo. It's like I could see myself hanging out with Mo for hours. I think I could handle like about ten minutes of Nathan Masry. Mo is also not constantly like bragging about accomplishments he's never done. Mo's not like we're gonna make Naruto vapes from coast to coast. We're gonna have five hundred Naruto vapes by the end of the year, yeah. and I'm gonna make a little The Office clone about Naruto vapes, where like I make like jokes about my coworkers. He doesn't have any. It's just him and his brother Go Schmo. <laughs> is that what did we? Name? What did we decide? Mo, <laughs> imposter Mo's name. Refer. <laughs> Om? Mo and Om? Yeah. Mo and Om, yeah. That's perfect. Mo and Om. I listen to Mo talk. I listen to Mo tell me stories about his past, and I'm like, yeah, I believe all of this. I have no reason to question this. Everything he says, Mo says to me, makes sense and sounds real, which I respect, which is the opposite of Nathan Masry. Everything Nathan Masry says sounds made up and suspicious. Did I, did I tell you I met the third brother? Oh my God, there's three? There's a third one. So like I go in there one day and there's like a fucking teenager <laughs> behind the counter. I'm like, what? Who the fuck is this? And I grabbed two like thing. I forget what you wanted, but like you, you had like something specific and I grabbed two of them and I'm like, huh, without Mo here, I might be able to find out what things actually cost. <laughs> because as we said last episode, he just invents a price. Yeah. And sometimes he puts the price in backwards. And that's fine. It's it's funny every time. Like this time he charged $20 more for those Christmas bars than he did last time. And it's like, I don't care. I think Mo's great. Uh, you got to butter. The key is you got to butter him up with a gift first. <laughs> Like, I, yeah. like, the day I gave him The Rock, it was like hacking a video game. It was great. I gave him The Rock, and then I picked out, like, three of those vapes. I think they were, like, bags of edibles that were, like, a 1,000 milligrams, <gasps> and he sold them to me for, like, $5 each. It was, like, a video game hack. It's like, bring the juice box to the, or bring the shiny rock to the vape store employee to receive 80% off. Okay, now, can I just, I want to say real quick, though. You didn't just like pick up a pebble off the ground. Tell people about the rock that you generously parted with. Uh, so I got pretty high one day at the apartment and I picked up this rock. It was a little chunk of uh, adventuring. Adventuring? What, yeah. What are the properties of adventuring? Well, it's supposed to draw money. Okay. To you, see, I fucking love rocks, and uh, every time we go to Joshua Tree, I get a new rock. So I had this trunk of adventuring sitting on my desk, and I was like, you know what? I think I could part with this. So I go on down to Mo's store, and I'm like, hey, Mo, I come bearing gifts. He's like, wait, are you serious? I was like, yeah. I was like, here, I got this for you. It's going to bring a lot of money into the store. I heard about the uh, fiasco with the sign. And he was like, oh, shit, we have this in my country, too. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, and we chatted for a minute, and then I picked out my thing. I was like, how much for those? He's like, yeah, ten dollars, and he gave me two of them. The like, punch bars? No, the uh, one like he gave me these giant bags of gummies that were probably valued, like IRL valued at like eighty dollars, Mo valued probably at fifty dollars, yeah. but he sold me to them for five dollars. Are they? And just because I know our listeners love specificity, were they the the ones that look like little pyramids? No, no, they were gummy worms and they were stronger than those. They were like 10 times stronger, believe it, than a bag of those pyramids. You, okay, because it, now listeners, this is my fault for doubting Rancho. Because like sometimes she doesn't quite know the milligrams of edibles. Yeah. He seriously gave you 2,000 milligrams of, of weed edibles. Yes, that's so expensive. <laughs> I know. Oh my God, that's so cool. The way you were telling the story before made it sound like you just had a rock in your pocket and you were fidgeting for your credit card and you were like, here. You consciously thought, I'm going to go try to make Moe's day a little better. And you parted with a chunk of adventuring that you purchased in Joshua Tree. Yeah, correct. You're so nice. And now You're it's so sitting there. I think it's still in the counter. <laughs> Would, now, now, if someone did that to Nathan Masry, how do you think he'd react? 
I think he would post about it all over the internet and then he'd like put it on a shelf and forget about it or throw it in the garbage depending on uh, what his room looked like that day. I think he would immediately throw it at his landlord and be like, take this land monster and like get like I, Nathan Masri doesn't seem like the kind of guy that believes in rock magic. No, he wouldn't, but he would like film it and be yes. like, my fans, my fans brought me this, love my fans. My fans are always thinking about Garfield Eats and how to bring it back. Thank you, fans, my worldwide fans. But Mo is like, yeah, cool rock, thanks. Yeah, Nathan would use it for clout. Mo is using it for its spiritual and metaphysical properties as a money drawer. Now, it immediately did cost him at least $70 because he charged you the wrong thing. Right, well, it's not a business acumen rock. If we give that to Mo, then we're so fucked. <laughs> Oh, all right. So, so the prices of things. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I see this teaser. I'm like, this is, I may finally have the opportunity to find out what these cost. So I go like, hey, how much are these two vape pens? And he looks me right in the eye and he goes, I don't know. How much does my brother charge you? <laughs> and I was like, your brother's Mo? Which one? <laughs> exactly. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, you look nothing like Mo or the other Mo. And he's like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I know. I don't look anything like it. This is, he's like a skinny little soccer guy with the long curly. This guy is, is like Gen Z as fuck. That curly hair that like they put in memes, like where they'll put a curly hair on Trump and then have Trump say like cap or something. He had that hair. Yeah, I know. I've seen that guy. I, I thought that was Mo's friend. No, it's his brother. And apparently, look, here's what I've gleaned about the, look, we know of at least three Mo brothers. They each run a different bodega yeah, in Brooklyn. Yeah, I think you're right. And also, can someone explain to me what, do you know what a bodega is and how it's different from a corner store? We, it's just a New Yorky thing. It, is th it? That's the only, well, okay, like, all right, look, when you think of a bodega, you think of a corner store that also like has a small kitchen. Where they'll make you a, what is it, the chopped cheese? I mean, I, don't, I thought a bodega had a kitchen and a corner store didn't. I thought that was the only difference was the, because they both, the presence of uh, dusty groceries is the connecting factor. So dusty. No, that's uh, like, it's just, a, that, that's all I know is like, it's like, that's it. This is what they call them in New York. And New Yorkers love saying the word bodega and they love talking about the bodega cats and they're like, oh, what I miss is the bodega. And then every New Yorker's like, well, my favorite bodega is this and my favorite bodega is that because everyone in New York is rich and trying to act like they're poor. My favorite bodega is Moe's. Yes, my favorite bodega is Moe's. One day, so you buy, have you, have you, Figured out that cart that you, that pod that you bought. No, Mo sold me, what was it called? A stizzy pod or like a liqui pod or something. Mo sold me something stupid. And it was like, uh, you need a special apparatus to smoke it, which should have been my first problem. Yeah, no, I, I was embarrassed because I was in there and he was like, yeah, you have this thing to smoke this. And I thought he meant like the normal pen. It's so like I was a like, regular ass vape pen. Right. So I said, yeah, without thinking too much about it, I got home. It was like, no, you need like a Uber gra anti-gravity smoke for it. And I got back. I was like, hey, you got a thing to smoke? And he was like, I thought you said you had it. I was like, no, Mo, don't rub salt in the wound. I was hoping that you would forgot by now. I remember saying like to you, like, I will take the hit on this. And I went to, because you were with me, we were about to go out, and I showed him the thing, and I was like, Mo, what do we do with this? We don't know what to do with this thing. And then he said to you, I thought you had it. And then Mo was like, go to my brother's bodega. Go to my brother's quarter store at like something, something, and something. And we were just like, how many Mo's are there? How many, like the network of Mo's like may run deeper than we ever know. I think the network of Mo's runs around the world or maybe at least around the city. Maybe yeah. there's like Manhattan Mo. Maybe like you know, the holidays come around and there's Manhattan Mo. And there's Quinn Mo. You know, that's ex that's exact that's exactly right. I so want to sit down one day with him and be like, "Tell me about your entire family history. Tell me where you got the money to open this place. Like, tell me everything." But the problem is, those questions sound a lot like someone trying to investigate you for crimes. Yeah, I was gonna say, sounds like a, poli what is a police. What I ask, but I want to play police. I want to invite. <laughs> 
invite Mo over to our apartment. We can sm- I-, I imagine we'd have a good time. What does Mo eat? I don't know. He just needs to tell me his dietary restrictions. I'll get him whatever food he wants. We could all split some vegan Taco Bell or some shit. Then I just want to interrogate him. I want to ask him everything about his life, like what, wh- where he came from, what his family's like, what his childhood was like. Yeah, I just want to map it all out just for my own, like, like, purposes where I'm just like, I love information and I want more information. If only there was a name for this condition, someone enjoying just like the minutia of a of a world they know nothing about. Oh yeah, it, and like cataloging details and stuff. Yeah, and like getting lost in like this other world. But anyway, they, unfortunately, they, it's an undiagnosed thing. Yeah. But you want to know what he eats? What? Whatever you hand him because one time <laughs> I walk in there with a bag of quinoa chips, and my nutritionist is like, you can have these chips. You can only have so many of them. And I'm eating them, and he's like, what the fuck are those? I'm like, oh, they're quinoa chips. My nutritionist likes them. I, I hand him the bag, and he's like, these are incredible. I'm like, keep the bag. And he's like, what? I'm like, my nutritionist would, does not want me finishing the bag. If you could finish this bag, it would be a huge help. And now I walk in there sometimes and he's eating those quinoa chips. Oh, my God. We can give Mo food tributes? Yes. Oh, that's a great new thing you unlocked. That's a great new option you unlocked. Actually, I'm glad you spent skill points on that. Because one of the things that I do like to do around the house is like bake bread and shit. But I don't like keeping it around because no. it's like just shitloads of calories that I don't need. Yeah. So perhaps next time I bake something, I'll give it to Mo and that I could use that to barter a discount on weed. I think we should bring him so your famous mac and cheese and just go, don't worry about the dish. Don't wash the dish. The thing I hate about when you give food is the getting the dish back. Yeah. Let's go. We'll go to the, we'll go to like the thrift store. We'll buy a big bowl. We'll give it to him. He can have it. There's such an easy fix to that, which is we just get Chinese food one night, eat it. Take the, uh, the container, plastic. yeah, the plastic, run it through the dishwasher once with the dishes that night, pack the food in that, hand it over, and then who cares what he does with it. Okay, listen, I understand that's okay for you. For me, we got to hand him something in the dish. The dish is so classy. Oh, okay. It needs to be a dish. It needs to, I want it to be a nice corning bowl, like a nice white ceramic thing, the kind of dish with value. And like, look, is it going to be used as an ashtray? Of course it will. Immediately after he's done eating the mac and cheese, probably seconds after. He may be ashing with one hand into the mac and cheese while eating with the other and saying, I'm turning this mac and cheese into an edible. I think Mo deserves the dish. I predict, I think now, because you remember, you have to keep it casual enough because he could always like not accept the gift, which is not a problem we've run into yet, but I think (laughs) could be a problem in the future. Like, I don't think you don't want to go crazy. We don't want to scare him. Okay, we don't want to scare him. Right. Like, we don't want to give, like, imagine you have a bird. I think the right gift for Mo is like a bread or a pastry. I completely agree with you. What we could, and you look, you could either do the homemade thing or if we bring him like a nice sheet of rainbow cookies and we're just like, Mo, we're big fans of your work. Like we just, Brooklyn needs Mo. Like that's the thing. Ontario didn't need Garfield. Right. Like I feel the need to support and save Naruto vapes. I don't fucking care what happens to Scooby-Doo anal fucks or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever. Or or that uh, that underarm deodorant he made or whatever. But it's it's like, look, at the end of the day. We do need someone with the balls to just illegally, openly illegally sell weed while surrounded by wall scrolls. Like, that's why I think Mo comes out on top. It takes real balls to be Mo. Mo's out there every day fighting city inspectors. Cops are all up in his shit. Like, what's Nathan Masry's biggest problem? That he didn't pay rent and then tried to make it everyone else's fault. Yeah, it's like, it's so weird because Mo has successfully run a character store with no copyright, like, yes. assisted, with, like, infringe directly infringing on the copyright in in contrast with the law and he has been successful for longer than Nathan Masry who had the legal rights to use the character <laughs> who literally said that was Chip Davis Imagine Mo had the power. 
power of like the guy who made Naruto on his side. Well, I'm just imagining like like Miyazaki like just opening a video like like he- like hello, my name I am Miyazaki. I have I've created some of the greatest films of all time, and I'm here today to tell you about a, a great vape shop called the Rudo Vaped. I know I have nothing to do with the Naruto franchise, but no one knows who invented Naruto, so I'm here. <laughs> Like just that kindly old grandpa being like, when I do my afternoon radio calisthenics, I like to veg the fuck out to these Christmas tree bars from my good friend Mo. Yeah, he's I mean, very industrious young man. We should all support his business. Wouldn't that actually? Wouldn't that make a lot of sense? If Miyazaki was stoned out of his mind, like how the hell else are you gonna come up with the idea of like a flying castle and a and like a goo monster that gives you coins and like a big scary witch with a giant head and a dragon voiced by Gillian Anderson? All the stuff in those movies don't make sense unless you're stoned as fuck. And Mo also has balls. That's another thing. Like it takes balls to sell cigarettes with no license. <laughs> In it New York really, City, really, people does. have like died doing that. Like, yeah, what's the ballsiest thing Nathan does? Sit on the internet and like bitch fight and like yell at people or text people that he's not anti-Semitic. Like <laughs> Mo is out here breaking the law and like risking. He is risking penitentiary chances for like a thousand dollars a day. Not much profit, but. But he he's doing it for the community. Brooklyn needed a guy like him. Like that old lady that went in, like that weed Karen that we talked about last time. What, do we want her waiting around five hours on the stoop for a drug that might not show up? I mean, that lady might have glaucoma. Like that lady might have needed weed. She might have like a condition where she got it, where the only way she can eat is with weed. It's like... Mo is making it easy for, like, boomers to get weed, walk into the store and buy the stupid thing. Nathan is making it actively harder to get pizza. Imagine if you had to download an app to order Domino's. Or, like, when you, remember, you go into the restaurant and you can't order from the person. You have to use the stupid iPads that are covered in swastika. It's just like, (laughs) Mo is cutting through the clutter. Yeah, that was the whole thing with Garfield Eats was it was food with obstacles, be the obstacles in person or over the internet. Like you couldn't just call Garfield Eats and order something like you can call a Domino's. But I digress. Yeah, no, sometimes I wish there were ways. I like Mo. I like the how he honest he is. I like that he's straight up when he's fucking up and failing. It, it makes me want to support the store even more. But Mo doesn't really sell much. Like, I wish Mo even had, like, a dusty grocery shelf. Because, like, you know, there's only so much weed I can smoke. If I could buy regular foodstuffs there, I think I would. Like, if I had the option to buy a $5 container of ketchup from Mo's store, I, I think I would. Okay, I love, I love everything you're saying. <laughs> I just, it's like, imagine Mo with no training would probably make a better tasting pizza than this guy who was like, I flew to Italy to get the sauce that tastes like ass. Are you kidding me? I guarantee fucking D would because he's high all the time. Yeah. He does nothing but experiment with food, I bet. I, I agree with you. But I do want to say, I think you're you're selling Mo a little short. He has diversified his offerings recently. He sells those gas station boner pills now, remember? Oh, yeah, I forgot he sells a gas station heroin. (laughs) There's something. We walk in there one day, and there's a totally different cabinet. And it's like, what? Like, we walk in one day, and the floor space is cut in half. There's like an old-fashioned jewelry case there now. But instead of jewelry, it's, it's full of, like, rhino horn and, like, tiger fucker and, like, the... Pussy Destroyer 9. That, like, <laughs> what? I I don't quite see the connection between gas station boner pills and weed, but I am open to it. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like, I, I don't know why. Mo, it seems a little bit young to be buying, though. Like, who the fuck buys those gas station boner pills? Like, honestly, God, think about it. Because the only people I could think is, like, old dudes. Well, there's an, the old dude runs that part of the store. This is another thing I oh, realized I've never wait told wait a goddamn I, second. I walk in one day, and there's a guy in front of me, and, and I think he's in line. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll wait behind him. I'm like, oh, there's a nice old man trying to buy weed. I'm like, actually, this is kind of adorable. And then the guy goes, oh, oh, no, no, please, please go ahead. 
And then the guy walks behind this boner pill counter <laughs> and he's selling the boner pills. Oh. I think this might be Moe's uncle who runs a, who may at all of the Moe, let's call it the Modegas, because we know there's three Modegas. Oh yeah, all the Moe's own uh, Bodegas, all the, by the way. Yes. Like all the Moe's in the store, sometimes they're in their own stores. Now, I, you are high, we have told the listeners this. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's okay, you're stoned out of your mind and I think it's adorable. Fuck yeah. Maybe this boner pill guy is the money behind the Modegas. Because I'm telling you right now, if you think it's a good idea to bring your gamer chair into work and watch anime all day, you don't have the money to open a store. <laughs> Is that fair? If that's yeah. unfair, tell me. No, I think that's fair. I think li also like Nathan Masri, I think Mo is family funded. That's been my theory for a long time, remember? It's the only thing that makes sense because his teenage brother has a bodega. A bodega, sorry. Yeah. Maybe this whole thing is built on the gas station boner pill empire of Moe's uncle. Uncle Moe. <laughs> I assume they're all named Moe. Like, think about it. What's a gas station boner pill? Eight cents worth of something. That's it. They're not actually grinding up a rhino horn. No, no, they didn't actually crush up a tiger's. There's no tiger blood in the thing. And back in uh, Saudi Arabia, where's Nathan from Saudi Arabia? Nathan lived in Saudi Arabia. Where's Mr. Sub from? Though? Mr. Sub, I don't, I know they lived in Saudi Arabia. I don't know what their country of origin Whatever. Is. Back wherever uh, Mr. Sub is, uh, Moe's uncle and Nathan Mesri's dad are actually bitter rivals. <laughs> Over there, Moe's uncle runs a series of stores called Mrs. Chili or Mrs. Boner Pills. Yes, <laughs> exactly. A, uh, reverse of Mr. Sub. They both went to the same business school and they were uh, always at each other's throat. They were like rivals and they graduated and uh, Moe's uncle went on to create Mrs. Boner Pills. And he went on to create Mr. Sub, and the rivalry goes on to this day. This is all <laughs> making too much sense now. This is all this is all making too much sense. There's just a pot of money somewhere that we will never see or touch. Yeah. And I there's just enough of it that people's like nephews and cousins can open up these goddamn these weird little stores. But look, just back to what's inside boner pills real quick. If you told me that someone just took a bunch of powdered Kool-Aid out of a packet, put it in a caplet, and sold it for $14.99 to someone like who can't get an erection, I would absolutely believe it. Oh, yeah, me too. I bet it's like just a bunch of caffeine or something. That makes a shitload of sense. Because I think, look, when you're buying gas station boner pills, you're buying confidence. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, have you seen the, the movie uh, uh, Space Jam? I have not. Okay, well, there's a thing in Space Jam where uh, Michael Jordan <laughs> is trying to instill confidence in the Looney Tunes. And so he gives, <laughs> he gives them, them all gas station boner pills. So he gives them all gas station boner pills. And they all have raging erections. <laughs> For the entire game. And because they've got these like four foot boners, <laughs> the Monstar All-Stars don't want to get anywhere near them. <laughs> Allowing them pretty much free access to the two, to the three-point line. And that's how they win. I wouldn't want to get near them either. Of oh, could you? You want to get near Sylvester when he's got a rock hard heart on? No, you ever see a cat's penis? It's disgusting. I'm sorry? A duck's penis? What? It's like a corkscrew. Okay, uh, okay. Now, you said a cat's penis. Do cats and ducks have the same penis? No, I believe cats have barbed penises. I'm sorry? Let me look this up. No, don't. Don't look this up. I don't want you to show me a graphic photo of a cat's penis. <laughs> don't ask. I'm so... This is my fault and I apologize. <laughs> Ducks have a corkscrew penis? Yeah, huh? What do you mean by like a piece of pasta? Like a piece of fusilli? You know what a corkscrew is? I said, stop touching your phone. I don't want to see a <laughs> duck's penis either. You know okay. what a fucking corkscrew is? Yeah, no, it's sharp at the end. Why do you know this stuff? Because only humans have fun sex. Only humans and dolphins. That's true. Look it up. Did I ever tell you when I was working as an editor at Fox, the worst day of my life was this. So I'm showing like our executive producer this clip. Like I worked at a show 
called The Daily Habit, and it was pretty much like ridiculousness before ridiculousness. It was a bunch of comedians watching clips and they're making fun of the clips. And there's like a clip where like a dolphin like keeps fucking bumping into a lady, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. And the dolphin is trying to get amorous with the lady. And it's funny. The lady's laughing. The cameraman's laughing. Everybody thinks it's really funny that this dolphin's into this lady. Which I'm showing you the executive producer who also like executive produced the Super Bowl. And he's like, oh, this is hilarious. I'm like, oh, yeah, thank you. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah this is great. This is going to do great on the show. I'm like, oh, thanks. He goes, you're just going to have to blur out that penis. I'm like, what? <laughs> and all of us, like there's like 20 of us who've seen this clip. None of us noticed the <laughs> humongous erection this dolphin had. And I had to spend like 12 hours frame by frame blurring out this dolphin's penis in the year, like, 2008. So we didn't have, like, easy tools that you could do it. I'm, like, tweening the blur and, and, and like, look, God forbid if I do the blur a little bit wrong and the tip of this dolphin's cock, like, peers out of the blur, we're going to get fined $80,000 by the FCC. <sighs> and then, like, it, it, it takes till 3 a.m. so I can finally go home. It took that long to blur out this dolphin's incredibly large penis. Oh, that's why you're so scarred by having to watch, like, Christy stuff because it triggers memories of the dolphin penis. <laughs> Yeah, let's say that. The dolphin yeah. penis that's burned, it's etched into your psyche. Yeah, that's why I don't like Christry. Yes, that's why I don't <laughs> like Christry stuff. New Christry out. Oh, yeah. It's, by the time you're listening to this, it's either out or it'll be out the next day. Zwick texted me a couple hours ago. He said, it's done. Excellent. We got a part two coming soon. Yeah. Of that. We're Sooner gonna, than you think. Yeah, we're gonna record we're gonna record part two probably two nights from now because tomorrow night is my aunt's birthday. But then we're gonna record part two. We we got a very exciting topic I'm really excited about. Look, we've been recording now for about an hour and a half and we haven't gotten to the thing that we wanted <laughs> to get to, which was listeners. Apparently, Nathan Masri has a podcast. Yeah. Oh, it's the, it's a not, I thought it was going to be Nathan talking, and I'm disappointed it isn't. It's not Nathan talking. As you guys may remember, a couple of months ago, we had on the guy who drew the Nathfield comics, and Nathan must have realized that, like, hiring a guy to draw comics costs money. But recording a podcast costs nothing. So he's taken the Nathfield comics and he's made a series of like audio comic strips. Is it what would you call it? Like a like an audio drama, like an old fashioned radio drama? What the fuck would you call this thing? I would call it the world's poorest radio drama. The world's most creatively bankrupt radio. The world's baddest radio drama. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't heard any of it yet. People keep telling me, have you heard it yet? Have you heard it? Because I want to hear it for the first time live on the show. How many episodes of this have you heard? I have heard exactly one, the first one, that did not have Nathfield in it. That's what I heard. So I've not heard Nathfield's voice yet, but I'm excited to hear the entire thing. I heard that the entire podcast is a conversation between Gabby the Angel and Pig Bill about Nathfield. Oh, God damn it. There's no Nathfield like, playing like, there's no character of Nathfield. I'm going to feel ripped off if there isn't. I've just heard Nathfield's not in the... It's. It would just be real weird if Walter White wasn't in the first episode of Breaking Bad. <laughs> that would be weird. Like, I understand that there's, like, a way to do this, like, the third man style, where the third man doesn't... Where, like, Orson Welles didn't show up until two-thirds through the movie... I don't know that Nathan Mastry could pull that off. Listen, if I'm listening to a podcast, I'm already not watching your character fucking do something. So I don't want to listen to a podcast of another character describing what another character is doing. Like, that's another layer. All right. <laughs> Listeners, this is your homework this week. <laughs> I don't know how to find the Nashville podcast. <laughs> Something tells me it's not on Spotify. Something tells me you have to download like the real player app or something. How did you hear this? Was it on YouTube? No, it's on Spotify. It's on Spotify? Yeah. Okay, he got it on Spotify. Your homework is find the Nashville podcast, listen to the Nashville podcast. Next week, we're going to listen to the Nashville podcast. 
leave voicemails about that. Yeah, leave voicemails about the Nashville podcast. That'd be fun. Oh, but listen to it. Everyone's a critic now. Listen, Yelp told us that your opinion matters. You, the person listening to this, your opinion matters. So go listen. Each episode's what, like five minutes long? I don't know. I haven't heard it yet. So you'll be one of them, me guys. You call 848. 843-5343 or you email your little voice note to the loudest podcast at gmail.com yeah i listened to the first episode it was five minutes long so honestly god if you've never uh left a voicemail before you are now tasked with you're now a critic you're now a podcast critic so go listen to him we'll take 15 minutes listen to him on your drive to work get really high and listen to him oh and then get really high and call in yes it'll be be fun Go out you find these goddamn fang bars and you have a hell of a Christmas. We hope you've had a hell of a time listening to the loudest podcast. We'll talk to you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.